welcome the guys we fuck. The Anti-Slut Shaming Podcast. Yo, you haven't said? I'm Christina Hutchinson. I'm Corinne Fisher. And I'm your disgusting boyfriend. Bring us your slutty, your horny, and your shame. Hey, you a slut? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about fucking. Hello, everybody. How you doing? Welcome to another episode of Guys We Effed. It's the Anti-Slut Shaming Podcast. I'm Corinne Fisher. I'm Christina Hutchinson. Welcome to the show. Uh, make sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash guys we you know, F C K E D. Uh, there you go. That's that's the you are. <laughs> like and subscribe, okay? Yeah, and we're at uh I'm at Philanthropy Gal on all social media. I'm at Christina Hutch. Mike. I'm at Mike Coscarelli. Which is C O S. That's right. C A S. It's not Mike Coscarelli. Oh, uh, you're the most Italian last name. And then we're at, you know, guys, we F C K E D at uh, all the other social media platforms. So give us a follow. If you listen to the show, even if you're not on social media, just give us a follow. It's the most important thing because it's what all the kids look at. OK, mm-hmm. we got to we got to do pre- it for the kids. We got to do it. We got to do it. We don't have kids, but we got to do it for the kids. Nope, exactly. That's why. If you want to send us an email at sorry about last night's show at gmail.com. This subject line says, why is my fiance still so? Searching his ex from a fake Facebook. <laughs> Welcome to my Sunday nights, everybody. Uh-oh. Juicy. <laughs> Juicy. You came to the right place. Oh, boy. You're talking to the girl who only just a couple months ago realized that when you have someone blocked, they can still leave you voicemails. And boy, <laughs> did I find a treasure trove of voicemails from men. How did you oh, find them? I will show you, Christina Holy Hutchinson. crap. You go to your phone and then you go, oh, I was already into it. So then you go to voicemail uh-huh. and then you scroll all the way down, blocked <gasps> messages. Oh, no. And Wait. you, I mean, mine's all, yeah. And then you will <gasps> see them all. Okay. Oh, my mom. Oh. You don't have your mom's name? She's blocked. Yeah, but you would still have the Say name. Nancy Hutchinson. The, oh, oh, that's from oh, last one. year. Oh, okay. Because I was like, I was like, these ones don't have a number. Yeah. Yeah. I wow. was. I figured your mom would be there. Yeah. And there was just a random guy. But yeah, I was wow. like, I have a lot of, I, I was like. Hot tip, Just Corinne. people. Were, and I had no idea. And so there was like two years worth of um, <laughs> one guy. <gasps> Holy shit. <laughs> leaving me messages. And honestly, I listened to them and I was like, ah, I know I had to block this guy because he's very charming. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, I was like, that's why I had to block him because I was like, had I gotten these voice messages at the time, I would have been like, we could have. I remember one time, like it was like literally like the day after my dad died, and then I just saw him calling, and I was like, what the fuck? Oh, that's... Your timing is awful. Come on, universe. I just, I just couldn't. I was like, I cannot pick up the phone right now. But anyway, hot tip. So I know a lot of people know that, but a lot of people don't know. I that. had no idea. So, yeah, if someone is blocked, like, yeah, they can't text you, but they can leave you a voicemail. So I thought when they were blocked, they just could they it wouldn't even ring. It wouldn't even pick no. up. It wouldn't even. But it, that's not true. No, man. iPhone, iPhone said, we want to keep you hooked. Oh. We want to get, get you engaged with the cell phone. <laughs> yeah. Move me up before you do me that dirty apple. Well, because I even knew for emails, it's like they like they can still send you the email. Like the email blocking, I don't love because it kind of like doesn't it just like flag? It or something. It's like you said. We, I don't think you can. F- hopefully, f- like 
fully block an email. I blocked yeah. email oh, my mom's obviously, um, but I think it goes to spam. It goes. Uh, oh. I, I've blocked one at night. What are you doing with the vo- that thing? Yeah, I'm the, trying to adjust it so nobody's Good. shit is fucked up. Goodness gracious, Michael. Um, I uh, yeah, for email, I, I I think I blocked it and like then it just like came into my inbox and oh, there was just like rude. a flag next to it, basically like you blocked you, this. You said you didn't want to read this, but it's like what? But oh, here it is. Yeah, come on, you gotta you gotta hide it from me. Yeah, because like uh, in That's the, the point in the Sex and the City movie, she has all those emails from Big, but Jennifer Hudson's uh, like putting them in a different like yes, a different folder, folder. for her. Yes, you know, yes. so it's like I thought we should all have a Jennifer Hudson inside of our Gmail, uh-huh. right? I thought we all just had a Jennifer Hudson who was filing them away for us, and then one day I would open it up and see love poems from whoever I want to see them from. Um, what a world. Anyway, so, okay, this email says, hi, this is long. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. I can, I can, a- let me try to answer the email without reading it. It's like, yeah, he's <laughs> still interested in his ex because most of us have an ex who is the one who got away and will always wonder about them. But like, if we were actually with them, it wouldn't work out either. So we just want to be unhappy in two ways. Okay. Next. Um, so it's 30, so right. yeah, I, like, it's like, this is, this is my fucking wheelhouse. So 35, uh, 30 year old female getting ready to marry. My 38-year-old male previously married fiance at the end of May. So far, I mean. uh, we have a great relationship. <laughs> Ugh, always starts out that way. You know what? That's how I, I actually have caveats. faith in myself because I've never started an explanation about any of my relationships with we have a great relationship. So it's almost like a bad omen. Yeah. So maybe everything's going fine. Um, we have a great relationship, and outwardly, I haven't noticed any ex-related red flags until today. Dun dun dun. Well, he's also probably getting nervous because of the wedding. Uh, well, Surely. Yeah, well, yeah, and yes. it's like he already had, you know, I, I, do, I, I don't believe divorce to be a failure, but I'm sh- most people, I'm sure, think of it that way, especially men, because they're not actualized. <gasps> um, sorry, you can be there, guys. The door is wide open. We invite you to be. Um, while using his phone while navigating on road trip, I noticed uh. he had the Facebook app. Weird because he's not 100. Weird because yeah. he doesn't have a Facebook, or so I thought. Uh-oh. Mm, girl, what? he was wrong. Secret yeah. Facebook. See, yeah. It's like, oh, the coolest uncool story ever. Yeah. I have a secret Facebook. When he yes, went- it's not that threatening, whatever he's doing. <laughs> when he went to bed that night, I checked his phone. He's given me his passcode. Sick. Straight to the Facebook app I go, and I see he has a very obviously fake burner Facebook account. <laughs> account has a couple of friends that all appear to be bots. No photos, no posts, no messages, which is easier on Facebook because you don't leave a trail the way you do on Instagram. So I click on his search bar and I see only his ex-wife's 38-year-old female. I don't know that that was necessary, but you seem <laughs> mad about it. <laughs> She's old, She's too. She's older. I thought he would have forgotten about that bitch. She an old bitch. Uh, that's what that's what how that reads, just so you know. Because it would be it would make it, it like it would be more meaningful if she was like wildly young or something but he, she's the exact same age as him so you're just mad yeah <laughs> so i click on the search bar and i see only his ex-wife's 38 year old female name on the search results um so i click his history how can he miss someone older so i click his search <laughs> he history. can't miss someone over 33 <laughs> right i thought that's why he picked me um <laughs> So I click his search history and over the past four years, he has been logging on to this weird fake account and searching his ex periodically. Sometimes it was even weekly. Uh, background they've been divorced for about four years. Okay. So that, that the whole time out. he didn't leave. 
We met a year after their divorce. The relationship did not end well. She cheated. Ah, uh, mm. that'll keep you hooked yeah. in some way. And did some other money-related shady sh- stuff. Oh. He was the bread uh, winner. He makes like about uh, a million dollars a year, and she did not work. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah, Suffice to her. say, she took him to the cleaners during the divorce. Aww. I clicked on her profile and she does not appear to be in another relationship. It's mainly selfies and posts about selling. Uh, oh, there's like a it's a Monat. It's a wellness hair pyramid scheme, according to uh, Isabella, who's a young person who works with us. <laughs> <laughs> so it has to be true. I wonder if this is the same <laughs> Woman. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh God. I know it's his ex-wife because I mean, wouldn't you have seen a picture of the ex-wife? I yeah. always ask for photos because I want to see. And you ask for them? Oh yeah. Well, I I always like to see a photo of who your ex was. It really helps me. The same way I ask the listeners, I I it really helps me. It does. Yeah. I just I want to. I don't see, ask though. I just find it. I want to see if you have a a type. Oh, I just yeah. No, I just always ask. Um. Because then I don't have to like self-censor and be like, well, your your blonde ex-wife or whatever. They, they just know I know. I don't like to keep secrets or thinking about, think about do the work to keep them. Um, I know it's his ex-wife because number one, she still has his last name. And number two, she accidentally liked an Instagram <gasps> photo of mine from 2014 oh, slash viewed my story a while back. And I asked my fiance who it was. Jesus, you're looking at everybody who views your story and somebody you don't know. It, oh, man, but yeah, life of a non-entertainer. You don't I'm think so that's jealous. weird? You don't think it's weird that he, that that she that, that she's getting married to someone and she and he, she d- had no idea who his who his ex-wife was? I do think that's, that's weird. weird. Yes, very. I do think that's weird. I think that's especially very especially because they were married. Yeah. And they, yeah. And, and they met this this woman met him a year after. After their divorce, a divorce is probably not. Like, yeah, it can be a little mildly traumatizing. I imagine, especially if there's cheating involved, especially sure. if there's money grubbing involved. Yeah, yeah, I think that's very weird that you just didn't know who that was. That you had to ask who that was. That's weird. Uh, I made my Instagram private, and immediately after, a fake account requested to follow me, which I can only assume was her. This Ooh. girl needs to learn how to use the internet better because you don't need to. What, just okay, whatever. Um, I mentioned. <laughs> Teach us, Corinne. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Uh, I mentioned the Facebook app to my fiance and that I thought he didn't have an account. He uh, said he had it for the divorce to get evidence of her cheating slash assets that kept it for Facebook Marketplace. Oh, honestly, you can sell a lot of stuff really fast on Facebook Marketplace, I will say. I did not tell him. She's like, oh, she made a million on Facebook Marketplace. I also like how she's like, so, uh... You Facebook, right? <laughs> like you didn't just snoop in his phone while he was asleep for three hours and time didn't exist because that's how zoned in you are. Yeah, aren't you afraid of him waking up too? I'd be like, Ugh. it's kind of a high. Oh, <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> I did not tell him I went into his account yet and saw his searches. So now I'm sitting here wondering what to do next. I love this guy. I thought we were great together. All of our friends and family love us together too. That's not a reason. That's a weird. That's a weird sentence to even put in an email. But I'm me, so it, you know. Yeah, no, I agree. It's how you feel about the person. Yeah, all our friends and family love us together too. Doesn't well, matter. I'm dry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> next, uh, there goes my arousal for the next year. <laughs> That's so boring. What everyone wants him around all the time. Okay, it's like having a brother. I already have one of those. Um, he does, if you ever got so, married, so, it would just be a roast. Yeah, it's such an insane way of looking at it. It really is. I love Society. a bad boy. The ba- and the and the baddest bad boy. The first step to being a bad boy is that your friends. And family, and you're uh, don't, don't fucking like them. Everyone you know? hates them, right? Everyone hates them. 
I've dated a lot of those. Uh, he says he does all the right things and is a wonderfully caring partner. Okay, that's weird too. He does all the right things. He's hiding. So he's killed someone. Oh. Um, but then why is he religiously searching his ex on Facebook throughout all these years? I feel weird about bringing it up because I am in the wrong due to the snooping. Correct. But I also feel weird about knowing this information and can't help but think, does he still have feelings? If you think that you're ever going to marry someone who doesn't have feelings for another person, you're never getting married. Just please know that. Please know that part of like being alive and like I think honestly part of keeping your relationship fiery is that you you will have a little feelings for other people and he will have other feelings for our people. If someone loved only me, oh, it's too much. Oh, I'm sorry. Do I have a stalker living with me? Am I marrying a stalker? Am I marrying my stalker? No, thank you. Um, for what it's worth, I am self sufficient. I make a, uh, approximately $300,000 depending on the year. Nice. Wow. I own my own. <laughs> Mike's, Mike's like, holy yeah. moly, a woman can make that much? Uh, a person can make that much. That's <laughs> a lot of money. I own my own house, so it's not like I'm hanging on to this relationship for survival reasons. Right. You, I would hope yeah. so. Jesus Christ. My God. You're Here, a prisoner. Here's my fiance and I from Please. Easter this year. <gasps> he looks like Freddie um, Prince Jr., what? You have an eye disease. Freddie Prince Jr. Freddie Prince Jr. is much darker all around. Like his he, like his eyes, his hair. This is not a bad looking guy, but he's not it doesn't look like Fred. I mean he's they're both white and men. That doesn't look like that. N- not Dude, with my eyes. Are you serious? Not with my I eyes. I think I do have a disease yeah. because you they look that to me and I'll be the deal breaker. Fucking here. identical. Oh, the tiebreaker? <laughs> they look fucking identical. But we have just, I think I've literally been in, in this in an inch away from someone's face asking of if they were somebody and they weren't. So I do my it, it is possible. Well, I have we would discuss this before. You do have this disease where yeah. you just see it. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> 100%. Here's my fiance and I from Easter this year and the least filtered photo I can find of his ex. Wow, the shade you are putting on. Dude, I thought you were oh, the wait, same person. The the, I thought you were wait, the whoa, same whoa, whoa, person. Whoa. Oh my God. Also, no. Oh my God. No, they are. They are. No, Those are not. different women? Yes. They do look identical though, oh right? God. That's not just me? Oh my God. You no, your eyes are working for this one. <laughs> Whole, they look. Do you see this, Mike? Uh, you also sent me a picture of Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, well, the guy. I, uh, yeah. Okay. Hold <laughs> on. I know what Freddie Prince Jr. looks like. Girl. Dude, dude, Michael, you're gonna look at this, and these are two separate women. Yo, you look identical to his ex-wife. This is a real Ames J situation. Wait, did she point if that know, out? If we know, if you guys know pigs, lo- pig Latin. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, okay. She did point it out. What? Holy shit! This is this is okay. Listen, this is I, like the biggest reveal in an email we've ever gotten. I cannot believe how I. I have had exes say people who look a lot like me and I've roasted them mercilessly on this show. This is beyond beyond anything I've ever seen. This is beyond that. This is beyond your twin twin sister. If she was on a milk carton and I saw you, I would bring it to the FBI. Yeah. Give me my reward. The listener that's writing in is the one in the picture with the guy. Yeah. 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 yeah, And the one the the solo picture is the The ex. Okay. They are. They are. Wow. Pretty much identical. Shit. <laughs> they really are. I think you got bigger problems wow. here, girl. Yeah. Exactly. That's the first thing I yeah. thought when I read this email. I go, the problem is not. The there problem are, is that you're the same. Do you have a, do you have a, ask your mom if she donated eggs? Like yeah. what? Yeah. Honestly, that's insane. I've never. That's insane. She goes, this is so dumb, but I would love to hear all of your perspectives, especially Mike's from the male perspective. This is not dumb. Usually people write us things that are dumb and blow them up. This is the opposite. Again, well, as usual, you're worried about the wrong thing. Wait, her, wait, her photos. Hold on. Here's my fiance at Easter last year. She has brown eyes, 
Okay, so she has brown eyes? She has brown eyes in her tagged photos, but makes them blue when she posts her own. I don't know. Strangely, her photos are starting to look closer and closer to my own actual face. That's so, fu- what the fuck is this? Is there that's is, weird? I've had people dye their hair saying, to look like mine, and then I changed it because I was like, "No, nah, I see what you're doing." Is she saying <laughs> that like as time has gone on, now she's making an effort to look more like the listener? It's who wrote what in. it seems. Yeah, that is, but that's that's. But keep in mind, up. we're getting this from a skewed perspective yes, because right. there, we can, obviously there's a, no not no shade to you. You have every every right to be mad, but like uh, new 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 lady, you. Uh, <laughs> You're like obviously so mad at the ex still, so it's like I don't, I can't exactly tell how much to believe. It's like, right? It's like you, you both could, you, you both are looking at each other. Your perspective is filtered through your anger. Yeah, and so, right, and so it's like. It, of course, from your perspective, she's changing herself to look like you. But from our perspective, are you subconsciously maybe or Who knows? But it's worth al- an ass. But also, this guy just has like has a type. I will say when um they, someone moves on, like all the the websites and like the tipsters say that if after you. They date someone very much unlike you That that's a rebound And if they date someone like you Then that's a person who they're going to stick with So by those standards uh, He's sticking with you forever He's then. sticking with you And he just has a very specific type I can't And he found her How much they look In like. you I'd say he has a specific type Right Right <laughs> Yeah um, That's insane It is weird This whole situation is really weird uh, But, what, but I, what I will say is like I, I think a lot of people are looking up their exes Pretty consistently Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't I, I think that's up, crazy. I looked sure. up mine the other day just because I was curious, and uh, you know, I don't miss them at all. Yeah, uh, but it's just interesting to find when you're, especially if you're, if they were married. So that's a really intense thing. And then he might have, he might have had to get evidence on her cheating or whatever the fuck he was saying. Like he really, like that could be very valid, you know? Right. Like, you could either assume he's lying or assume he's telling the truth. Uh, he could be both. So, right. I also, how I does think, she solve this? I though? think the bigger issue is also like if he was reaching out and trying having conversations with her. Yeah, he's and just kind of looking, and then that right. would be a bigger red flag. I mean, yeah, I I just can't imagine. I always thought that I would at some point just break off and and never even be curious about like exes and what they're up to. Mm-hmm. It's, I just yeah, don't it's think a human it goes thing away. to be curious about. Yeah, I really don't. And I mean, it is. It's, I mean, my it's first... crazy how much you guys look alike, but I. I will also say, listener, to your credit, I think you look classier and oh god, and and prettier. And if it doesn't work out with him, Mike Ka- Coscarelli. I'm not even saying that. No, I, I just think that like you, I, I mean, I she just, looks like a knockoff version of you. They look yes, like the same right? person. They do look yes. very, very. I similar. cannot believe this is also this is too how fil- similar they look. This is a, this is about filter, so I can't actually tell how that the one on the right yeah. actually looks. But right. I mean, and the one on the right, her eyes scare me a little bit. Because it's you, a fake well, color, fake, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's right. making them blue, and they're not blue. From, That's so from what weird. We've been but I think I, I think we're like this is we're worrying about the wrong things. So he's he was attracted to you both. He married her he obviously, do? like he liked her. I, I think you have to have a conversation about this. This is you you've gone you. This is the problem with snooping. You've gone too deep. Now yeah. it's on your mind. It's going to affect the relationship. Yeah, yeah and you don't want to build resentment. You do not want to build resentment. That's so unhealthy. And I also think it is that really weird away. that he didn't offer you the information of who his ex wife was and what she looked like. I think that's very strange. <laughs> Especially because. 
because you guys look very I think that's very fucking strange okay and he gave you his passcode and so just I mean I don't know you just you can just tell the story like organic I mean obviously just like be honest you you do run the risk of him getting really mad at you but like I, I just Here's can't see question. stepping into a marriage and not addressing this does I think people when they snoop and then if they find something that's like kind of fucked up or like worth a conversation does the you know the partner that got snooped on they could very well use the you snooped so everything you say is invalid but that's not actually true uh, right, I mean, there. So there's violations on both parties. Yeah, there's violations, there, of course. But it's like, if, but if you uncover something untruth, you know, untruthful, it's like, well, my instinct was correct. Right. But the thing is, like, he, there really shouldn't be a reason that she he should get very mad because, right. like, like you didn't like read his emails or his texts. I hope um, you just went to the app because you know he he did lie to you about having a Facebook and and it popped up in a like the way you found out initially was something that was in your clear view on the road trip yeah so this to me isn't like awful yeah um it's both in bounds and i and i again i just think it's like really weird that you didn't know who this woman was and couldn't have just looked her up on your own facebook like i think it's so strange that he never offered that information to you and that you're stepping into a marriage and then you don't know someone's anything about someone's ex-wife i think that's really crazy actually i agree um and so i think it 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 needs to be discussed and you know you guys are a hot couple just say like hey hey it made me feel a little strange that you didn't ever tell me really about your ex-wife until I had asked because she was watching my Instagram story. And now on top of that, I find that you're looking her up and she looks just like me. And it like, it makes me just feel, feel weird. Icky. Yeah. Cause also like, he's not really in trouble, right? No, exactly. He didn't no. do anything he's not in like crisis. wrong, didn't, wrong. Exactly. You yeah. didn't. I think it's great because you didn't uncover him. You're not like to her. her. Gotcha, bitch. He's allowed to look at her. We're all looking at, of course. we're all looking at shit. And like, that's the part that you shouldn't know. And that's, you did damage to yourself that you're going to have to undo on your own time because you shouldn't have known that. And he had every right to be looking at his ex as yes. frequently as he wanted to. We're we're all we and all we create have a private fake accounts life. to do that. We all have a private life that should remain private. That is yes. our own whatever we're going through in our minds that we're searching. Like these these couples who quote know everything about each other. Yuck! That's going to end in a homicide. Yeah, um, yeah, it's just not good. Yeah, but something as big mm. as not knowing his ex wife or anything about her, what she Quite looks strange. like, yeah. is yeah. very odd. But I will say, when you approach him, you got it. You got to control your petty. It's yes. making because it's making you. It's funny, and I get it. But it, it's gonna. It was still his ex wife. I'm sure he's still. You know, he still has feelings for her in some way. I'm not saying he's still in love he with her. He was betrayed by her, so that's a hook, uh-huh. regardless. Yeah. And men and men do what, like it, it. It took it takes something from men when like they're cheat. They're it, just like in a different way. Like it, it it like bruises the masculinity and the ego in a different way for sure. So. Uh, you know he's still recovering that and, and also men move on as far as like in the dating world uh, super fast a lot of times but in their hearts they move on slower than women and that's just like proven mm-hmm. so I mean I think that it's going to take a while for him to fully get over her but the only way to fully get over someone is to move on to someone to fuck new somebody who looks exactly like <laughs> yes, him yes. so <laughs> you know to marry an exact replica yep yeah, it's like to fight. I don't know. Again, it just goes into like no one's special, no one's unique. You're you're, you're not the only one. But uh, you know, if you're into the concept of marriage in general and agreed to it, like I truly, you know, I don't think there's anything that happened that means that you can't continue building your love and your relationship. 
This really is, though, man. I mean, looking I, at these wild. pictures, I, do I don't you know think he I've looks like Freddie Prince Jr.? I actually do. Thank you. Yeah, I, it's okay. not, it's but he does. Like, we both have the eye disease. Then I do. He's just oh, a yeah, fucking generic wrong. white guy. Well, <laughs> I Freddie see Prince, it. Fre- Freddie Prince, because he like maybe the shape of the face, but to me, Freddie Prince Jr. has such a specific look, and he's like much. He's like he he captures the the, the vampire darkness that this guy is oh, like. See, lo- this guy is like light color. I don't think he looks exactly like Freddie Prince Jr. But I see the resemblance. This guy is like. Light color. This guy looks he's like a baseball as, he's player. He's not as handsome as Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. Obviously, this guy looks like he, he reeks like baseball. Obviously. He just like looks like a baseball player, yeah, like a generic yeah. baseball player. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Getting stuff off your chest is incredible. It's so therapeutic. We all carry around different stressors. Some of them are big. Some of them are small. A lot of them are very big, Uh, but we keep them bottled up and it could start affecting us negatively. And then we act like a jerk to the people we love. And we're like, this is not how I want to be. Therapy has saved my life personally. There are so many benefits of it. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Although if you have experienced major trauma, highly recommend. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designated to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you could switch at any time. Finding a therapist is like dating. They're not all going to work out in the first try. BetterHelp understands that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash guys to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash guys. Guys, the weather's getting warmer. It's time to say goodbye to your jackets and all your sweaters and you got to refresh your wardrobe. Well, luckily... I found Quince, and now you have too, because you're listening to this. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And if you go to their website, the amount of categories, they have travel, lookbooks, men, women, home, babies, and kids – Their stuff is so cute. So I own a couple items from Quince, and one of them is the Italian leather hand-woven crossbody purse in green, emerald, and I get compliments on it all the time. It's a small purse, which I really love because then I don't put as many things in it. Um, Guys, Quince is amazing. They have very luxury items for very cheap prices. Get warm weather ready, baby, with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash GWF for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash GWF to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash GWF. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible visit your local kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner kia movement that inspires call 800-333-4kia for details always drive safely limited inventory available warranties include 10-year 100,000 mile powertrain and 5-year 60,000 mile basic warranties are limited see retailer for details all right guys well let us know girl i want to know how that one goes can you email us back um and give us an update and also everybody listening we are doing a live episode of guys we fucked wednesday may 31st at 9 p.m eastern standard time you can call in we will have a phone number you could text us you could call us we answer your calls and we give you advice live on youtube.com slash guys we fucked without the you and fucked if you want to comment during the live broadcast you gotta subscribe ha ha gotcha um and then uh 
tour dates. I have some upcoming tour dates. I'm going to be in Toronto, July 28th and 29th. Los Angeles, August 2nd. I have, I'm doing a show in the main room at the Comedy Store. And come, come, come. San Diego, August 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Fort Worth, I'm in you August 11th and 12th. And if you haven't, if you don't know, I have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Christina Hutchinson. Where four times a month I do weekly Zoom therapy and quotes sessions uh and i post the audio of those sessions um onto the patreon so it's kind of like its own little podcast and it's really interesting and fascinating and if you come on i'll give you advice or you could just listen it's very it's very um it's helpful for the world and for your psyche so patreon.com slash christina hutchinson and make sure to listen to without a country you guys probably see my reels on instagram kind of uh just figuring out the news that i think that you should know that week the things that are relevant the things you want to be talking about at the water cooler in your email on a date I don't know wherever you talk about smart stuff uh, so we roast the news I've been doing a lot of uh, uh, talks about domestic violence specific news stories that kind of get washed over because there are so many women mur- murderers how can you even keep track of them so again without a country comes out on Wednesdays on YouTube and everywhere you listen to podcasts give us a follow on, uh, on Apple Podcasts give us a follow on uh, subscribe on YouTube, follow the Instagram Without a Country podcast. It'll be a fun time. And how are you? Oh, okay. Well, uh, do you have two small things? I it- do. Um, I've been watching, um, you know, a lot of times people, you know, I, I assume at any given point there are people listening to us who are going through the heartache of a breakup. Mm. I have two pieces of art that you can consume that'll make you glad you're not in a relationship. One is Couples Therapy <laughs> on HBO. Glad? Yes. <laughs> oh, that that yes. show, I had to stop watching it Yo. actually because it was so, it was, it was, it was like, a lot. It was, it was a hard watch. But if you are out of a relationship and you're reeling from it, this will not make you that. This will make you a little less sad because you're like, holy shit, relationships, when they're at their messiest, obviously they're casting couples here that are like in deep shit. It'll make you feel better about your life, honestly. Um, and then the other one is Where Should We Begin by Esther Perel. It's a podcast. She hasn't she hasn't released new episodes in a mm. while, but that's a one-time group therapy, uh, couples yeah. therapy session, rather. And listening to those two things, you're like... Ugh relationships are a lot of work yeah and people are so fucking complicated and they just spew what they don't like about themselves and other people and it's so exhausting so if you are in a place in your life where you're reeling from the pain of a breakup or a divorce this will make you feel better gotta be honest uh and then the other thing is i got a brazilian wax for the the first first time time. i've never gotten waxed the internet was talking about this Never got waxed. I saw. I posted a reel of my reaction because my friend Chris Rivera. I highly recommend her. She saved my skin, my face skin, um, and then beat my pussy up with her wax strips. Um, Oh, it's really painful. I knew that. I knew it was painful, and I knew that I'm a a big old bitch uh, when it comes to pain, and I'm very dramatic. So I was like, "Oh, this will be fun. This will be funny." That's honestly why I did it. I'm going on a vacation tomorrow, but like, I mostly did it because it's funny. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I saw God. I the pain yeah. rippled through th- my next three lifetimes. And I'm gonna be afraid of wax and not know why the next three. You lifetimes. didn't even get to the best part and the most painful part yet, as the bad news, Christina. The <laughs> when it grows back, you feel like you have lice in your pussy. It is the itchiest experience yeah. of Are your you fucking, fucking kidding me. I am not kidding you. To just bring like a talcum, like not talc because that's but like a cornstarch. Bring a powder or something, or like you're gonna need cream. It's by day three. <gasps> I wanted to rip my skin off. 
I wanted to rip Three my days skin after off. the rat? What? Yeah, because it starts growing back and it is it like. It grows back that quickly. Uh huh. Well, that's why I got. I, I, I got yeah. mine lasered because. Why the fuck would it grow back that quickly? Because think about all, like when you shave. All your, your hair grows back yeah, that right. quickly. Yeah, but you would think you're ripping the root out no. of it. No. You're not just trimming. You get like an extra day or, yeah. or two or yeah. something. No. Not that, it's not that much time. No. Yeah. Why yeah. do women do that? It's not. Because here's the thing. Yeah. I was having sex. You can't have sex the dead for 24 hours because I don't want to get yeah. the you know the sweat and stuff. You need to like let it breathe because the follicles are open. You'll get a rash. Yeah, I'm not trying to do that. Um, and and we were in the middle of having sex, and my partner was like, "Yo, your pussy looks so good," and I was like, "And I'm gonna do it next month." God damn it! Oh yeah, I think you the do reaction it more than was pretty awesome. A month to like keep it. I think, right? No. Well, what do you guys? Oh, apparently, you guys know it's better, less. It pain. It's less pain. I don't know anything about this yet, but well, like, it's less painful the more you do it. That's what. Yeah, oh, that's probably I mean, true. Eh, yeah, well, when, the, sh- the hairs are shorter, but the thing is, it's like, uh, um, but the problem is, like, you can't really do anything in between. So then, this is also part that I didn't like about it. You like, you only have a fully waxed pussy for like a couple days, right. and then yeah. you, it starts growing back, and then it kind of looks worse than it did before. Right. <laughs> Damn. Right. right yeah, right. I was waxing for like a like a couple of months, like a couple of years ago, and then I was like. I truly was waking up in the middle of the night because I was so itchy oh. and then I was getting ingrowns and I was just like, this, I, this sucks. And yeah, then I just, I, then I just paid to get it lasered. Yeah. Oh, okay. And it's all lasered off. Yeah. How many sessions? Uh, it's, it, it, it it, it'll take over the course of like a year. And honestly, okay. I, I, I probably, Pubes are pretty, I should do a tough. couple more cause COVID hit and then I had to stop going, but I'm like, it's enough now that it's like m- such minimal shaving. And I kind of like that. I can have a little bit of hair to grow yeah. back if I want. So it's like at a good point for me now. Right. Fuck. It's going back that soon it does look great though i mean it looks like, great i feel like it experience, but i mean the pain is the pain when it's it's when it's, you've been grow. i know i never grow up my pubes it, it's shaved. fucking awful but when you have that wax strip on your vaginal lip get ripped off for the first time i i mean i'd rather give birth I and mean, i have not given birth so i know every woman in here who has given birth who's listening is going fuck you and as you should but like jesus fucking christ i could not believe there's pain like that don't go near your did you are also like it depends where you are in your menstruation cycle too i got my period the next day oh then you were that was the worst time to get it done you were so sensitive Oh really? Yeah, yeah. That's why it probably hurt more than it should, oh. should have. And I forgot to take Advil. She told me to take Advil thirty yeah. minutes before, and I forgot. Yeah, you, it yeah. was really fucking. Yeah, painful. you got to take that meds. I was. Weeping. They're not fucking around. Yo. They are not fucking around. Yo. And a lot of people told me about sugaring, like sugar don't wax. I gotta look into that. I don't know what that is yet, but yeah. All right. Well, the other thing I have is longer, so I'll do it on the on the next episode because our guest is coming. But this is a, just a funny little thing. So, uh, you know, if you have a moment, leave a a, a review for my store, perfectly centered in large mind. Because, uh, you know, it, it's the same as anything. It's like mostly five star reviews because, uh, listen, I put a lot of work into that shop and it's a very it's like if you I don't know if you've it's ever meticulously been to like a, a baseball card store, a collectible store. Number one, it is you can tell it's woman owned dream. because it is the cleanest, yeah. most well dusted, most glass cleaned <laughs> baseball card store in history. Sometimes I actually think I should sprinkle dust on things in the store because it, I'm like, it kind of takes it kind of takes some of the fun yeah. out of it yeah, that yeah. there's not dust on it. That's what you're so used but to. But it is a well fucking manicured store i like i've been in a lot of collectible stores over my lifetime um and so a second thing about the store and you know i talked to john about this extensively before we opened the store was that i was like i really want to keep the prices fair like i'm i'm not doing it personally for me to make money there i'm doing it for like personal reasons and to keep the legacy going and all this kind of private stuff and just because i truly love the art of and hobby of collecting and I wanted to share it with other people and my dad had such a cool cool collection of stuff but yeah I mean I literally had a 
sit down to talk, talk and what business owner does this about keeping prices fair, okay, in a brick and mortar, which is impossible in this business because most people buy online. And so every now um, and then someone will get mad because they like found something online cheaper for free. Of course you did. That's why no brick and mortars exist anymore, babes. Like <laughs> part of part of what you're paying for is the experience of being able to look and touch and all these things because rent ain't free, okay? Mm-hmm. Lights ain't no, free. Ain't. Internet ain't free. Wish the, it was, The though. phone ain't free. Um, and so, but then, so it's mostly five star reviews, but then every once in a while, someone will get mad because they found something for like 20 bucks cheaper online and they will... And they will leave a one star review. So now my five star review, and you guys know I fucking hate to skew from uh, perfection. Uh, it was fucking tarnished. Uh, so leave a re- review. But I was going through the reviews and I did notice that Christina Maria Hutchinson oh, yeah. re- most very recently <laughs> left a five star review, yeah. which was very sweet. And I appreciate it so much. <laughs> she, go- she goes, this is the go to spot for all your sports <laughs> cards and Pokemon card needs, I mean, as well as movie memorabilia. It's a fun store check it out if you know what's good for you and i I was like that's so sweet and then but then i saw that christina hutchinson had left seven google reviews and i was like i gotta i gotta read these bitches reviews i was like what is a christina because i'm obsessed i think that with the reviews you leave on google like i'm a person who like search for unless it's like it's in your profile you can click under it and so and you know you know there's a way i would find it and so like for me like i know uh i don't leave reviews unless i unless i know the business owner because that's just oh. like and I think that's like just my personality right yeah. I, and so I was like what <laughs> what does Christina's review say about her personality because I truly think like if it, you go to someone's uh, like Google thing and it's all bad reviews like that's someone you don't want to fuck with that's like a curmudgeon <laughs> and so I look and she's so like positive I bet uh, yeah one, one, one is like I think you're OBGYN like from when you lived on the Upper East Side and it's like <laughs> I'll just say, Dr. G is absolutely fabulous. Her energy is uplifting. <laughs> what the fuck writes that? What year did he write that? It doesn't say the oh, year. I can't fuck. tell. And, oh, that could have been yesterday. Let's be honest. No, I haven't been like, in the gyno in too long. Just a cafe. One of my favorite breakfast sandwiches and ice vanilla chai in cafe. the city. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then this one I know is your friend's yoga studio, so that one doesn't count. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then there's another one. She goes, this place is a... All caps must go for brunch. <laughs> Everything um, from the iced coffee oh, this place in Asbury. to the homemade pot tart was exceptional. <laughs> the vibe is relaxing and the live music is the perfect cherry on top. <laughs> we were really excited to find a good place in Asbury. <laughs> Everyone was just like the most, it was the most Christina Hutchinson set of reviews that I've ever seen in my yeah. entire so life. So but when you, call, when you call the energy of your OBJYN <laughs> uplifting, that sent me. That fo- I almost fell off my bed. I was like, the- <laughs> I remember her. Yeah. She was pretty cool. She reminded me of Michelle Obama. She's very uplifting. <laughs> I gotta be honest, I miss her. What an experience! Girl, give her a call. What an experience! More that's, power to you. That's so funny. We need more positive Google reviews, yeah. guys. I think that's the uh, that is the key. If you want to make a small difference in the world, leave a small business that you love <laughs> or your OBGYN because they need some love too. Their yes. hands in your pussy all day. Yeah, um, they they need some fucking love because I uh, nothing nothing makes my day more than a positive review for perfectly centered. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I put it so it's and so it funny. helps the business. Like I go, I look at you, look at reviews when you look shut up I don't give a shit if people call me a dirty old cum bucket on YouTube videos when I'm on a podcast but I but don't say shit about my don't baseball say shit store. about my dad's baseball cards yeah store. I'll come to your house mm. oh, that's hilarious oh yeah. my god that's so funny um <laughs>
Okay. Uh, guys, our guest today is a very funny stand-up comedian. We had a, a really interesting conversation about masculinity and mental health that I think you'll really enjoy. And he wears a lot of rings. Yeah, a lot of rings. Great hair. <laughs> I really like. He him. looks like yeah. the, he looks like the, the Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah, he, or something. he has a ro- like a Romanian vampire yeah. look for sure. Yeah. For sure. Cool um, guy. His, his new special, Take Care, is out now on YouTube for free. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show Nick, Nick Youssef. And be thinking I'm high. Look again, you got your lazy eyes. That's a blood vessel busted. I got dumped in my last tussle. Still hotter than a shorty with the muscular calf muscles. Can't cut you no slack when you act like your ass puzzled. Better screw the duck, you trying to front on the man. Grungle. Tap that cash app, get you some anthrax. Every time two hands clap, a rabbit catch flashbacks. Eldorado Cadillac blasting that hazmat. Peeling out the white hen, I shattered your ash at. Dispatched with ease, unceremoniously. Tear through these phonies, tell I'm the only MC. Faulty claims are record breaking. Shit you're saying sounds scandalous. I hit up sound scan. It said that you sound scandalous. Clowns vanished as off. Can't tell if they existed. Resisted the wave. Me and my fellas stay persistent. We elevate the business. You can tell a major difference by the way I sell the game. While you relic state your preference for staying relegated to a way of getting breaded. All right, we is we are here with Nick Yusuf. I was going to ask you how to pronounce your last name. Is it Yusuf or Yusef? Yusef. Ah, oh, fuck. Okay, but I'll you with Nick Yusef. Yeah. Happy to have you here. Thank you. Happy to be here. We're all caffeinating. Talking about oh, yeah. Third Eye Blind. Have <laughs> yeah. you ever met um, a famous person that um, that you like fanboyed over? Um, that I actively went, oh my god, like a or did like the fanboy it, thing, or internally. I was a fanboy. Yeah, um, you were a fanboy. Let's see. I uh, I became friends with the guys in Tool. That's oh, really that's awesome. Cool. Yeah, and they were they Meaner. are my favorite band of all time. They're fucking. What? Yeah, they're a great fucking band. That's so, like if I became friends with the Spice Girls. Yeah, yeah. it's very similar. We have the <laughs> they're, same they're agent. Brilliant. <laughs> they're brilliant. They're brilliant. Yeah, they're they're amazing. But Rory Scovel and I did a tour in 2020 where we followed them around the country and just <laughs> did stand up shows around their shows. <laughs> That's so fun. Because yeah. we're both huge fans. Oh, I love that for you guys. And then we were like, hey, maybe we'll meet them one day. Maybe they'll like find out about the tour. And I've written articles about them, about the band for Esquire. Uh-huh. Oh, nice. And so I was like, oh, well, I've talked to their PR person. Maybe like she'll tell them because I've like, dealt with her and stuff. And then Rory went on Conan one day, like a month before the tour. And he was like, Hey, Conan's having me back on. I don't have anything to plug right now. I'm not on a show or anything. So I'm just going to plug our tour. I'm like, yeah, sounds great. Right. Two days later, the guitarist hits him up and goes, Hey, a friend of mine was watching Conan and said that you're doing like some kind of tour. Or he's like, uh, yeah, me and me and another comic are, he's like, Oh, cool. Well, why don't I give you backstage passes and you guys can come, <gasps> come hang out after the, after the, your first show in San Diego. So their show was the night before ours. Mm-hmm. So we hadn't even done our first wow. show. Oh, wow. And the guitarist, Adam, invites us backstage. And Damn. Did you watch a, the show from backstage? No, we watched it from the, like like the kind of near the front. Okay, cool. Like on on the floor. Because you want to be like either on the floor or even out back because their visual shows like unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
But this is a really awesome story, but I also love how it involves one of the parties having to have a guest appearance on Conan O'Brien. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like just a small town oh, boy so story. Yeah. <laughs> I was I a wrote guest a letter on to my Conan local O'Brien. Yeah, yeah, that's very, yeah, that's very funny. <laughs> I'm also famous. We, we did wonder if it would happen outside of that. Because right. I, I told their PR person and she was like, I'm going to tell Adam and Maynard. And then we were like, cool, so maybe. Yeah. And so we still wonder, we're like, if you hadn't gone on Conan, how many dates would we have to have done before one of them was like, oh, these comedians are like following us around. <laughs> right. Let's maybe meet them. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we'll never know, but we're so happy it happened the I'm way it did. So, yeah. You made it work. That's it was great. unbelievable. You asked and the universe gave it to you. You manifested that shit. It's, yeah. It is crazy. I'm so thankful that rock stars respect comedians and comedians yeah. respect, like we respect each other's art as like, I don't know how I could do that, man. They're like, I don't yeah. know how I could do that, man. And it's nice. It feels yeah. like you're at an equal playing field in a way. Yeah, they're big comedy guys. They like put Bill Hicks's oh, comedy on, in one of their albums. Oh, oh wow! Shit. That's how I discovered who Bill Hicks was. was oh, through, really? I love that. through Tool. Through Tool. That's wow. so funny. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, and they have like his photo, like a, a painting of. I don't know that him. Bill Hicks would like that, but <laughs> yeah, he might. He, he opened, or he was gonna open for them <laughs> right. once, or he was like buddies with them a little. Oh, right. It was, like, okay. Bizarre, but like they're they're big comedy guys. Like, how's Maynard? Yeah. He's, he's a nice guy. Yeah. He's like really funny. He's got a great sense of humor. And like he hung out in the L.A. comedy scene in the early 90s before oh, he word? Got, got into music. Like he knows like David Cross and Patton and all those Holy guys. Holy shit. Like, Damn. Yeah. He's got like he's got a he's a really interesting dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's his artistic brain is yeah. fucking. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's super it. nice. Super funny. He's really easy to talk to. And yeah, he's he's, he's great. Damn. It's his birthday cool. today. Happy birthday, Maynard. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I just saw he that. Sh- he shares the birthday with Victoria Beckham. Oh, my Does God. Okay. Both of yeah. Daniel's birthday. This is incredible. Mm. Well, um, this is, we're in a good season now. A lot of my favorite celebrities are Aries, so. Oh, Aries. There's yeah. just something about them I like. The Aries rising. Oh, it's that. the seventh. Oh, so yeah. Taurus starts in three days. Is that what you are? Yeah, I'm, yeah my birthday is What's May the Taurus um, mm. attributes? Uh, super stubborn? awesome. Oh, okay. Really? No, uh, stubborn, <laughs> <Huge dog>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really stubborn, uh, v- like sensual in terms of like food and wanting to feel good about things, <laughs> but not like, the pussy. I think that too. I think sensual kind of across the food board. and sex are very connected. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, and I'm, and I'm like a big, like food comfort kind of like, I love, you know, I don't use the term foodie, but I like food in that way too. So Same, I was like, yeah. oh, there's another, cause I'm like kind of textbook Taurus and I'm not a big astrology guy, but <laughs> I had my chart. Your, your rings kind of, yes, they're like, yeah, yeah. It screams <laughs> chart reading at least yeah, twice. Yeah. You've had a palm reading or two. <laughs> I did a long time ago. Yo, uh, I, palm I, readings are legit. Are they really? I've had one that I was like, fuck, I that's never, pretty good. I've never done it, but I got my chart done. My, okay. my first girlfriend, I think wanted to do it she was like i knew you were a tourist the moment i met you i want to do your chart i'm like dude how do i don't know anything i'm like i read an astrology book once wow and she's like i know how to do it just give me call your mom find out the minute you were born it always starts with calling your mom yo every girl always wants to know what exact time were you born and where yeah (laughs) so i found out and i asked my mom like what time was i born and like you know i was born in beirut so Mm -hmm. 
She's like, oh, I'd have to like look that up because of birth records and all that sort of stuff are just like dodgy at best, you know. Oh, it's probably like, written on a rock somewhere that they gave to her. Like the Lebanon is not very you know? Really? Yeah. Oh, mine was easily accessible no, via a birth certificate. I couldn't even guess what I think Lebanon would be like. I have no context for it. It's I mean I've got nothing. In the seventies, it was like a beautiful vacation area for the French. They they had, oh. col- they had colonized it. So like oh. you know, back in the day. So people spoke like Arabic, French, then English. Growing up. So the coastline, it's on the Mediterranean. It's very beautiful. Then war tore the place apart. Coastline's still fine because that's where the money so is. So a recent war. In the 80s. Fuck. And, yeah. yeah really the vibe crazy. to me, I feel like it would be like, out of, like, like Israel a little bit. Like, have you been to Israel? I've never been there. No. Oh, because I was like, that's what it sounds like a little bit. I haven't been to Lebanon, though, so I don't know. It uh, From what I hear, there's there's commonalities. There's mm-hmm. a, apparently a great nightlife still there. Yeah. Like, Ooh, that's awesome Israel restaurants. Like yeah. Uh, the South is v- villages. It's very, like, rural. And, mm. um, but yeah, when people were born in the villages down there, they would, like, they would wait like a month or two to go give birth certificates and information about stuff into the city because it wasn't worth riding the whatever, trip. a horse or a car or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. So like a lot of people got lumped in with like my grandma's birthday was just December 25th because it was like <laughs> around. Because <laughs> she like decided I wanted to be on Christmas or something. <laughs> so it's like not her real. That's like, that's like yeah. when you adopt younger. a dog and you're like yeah. looking at their paws and they're like, oh, they're about three months yeah. old. Yeah. So, yeah. so your mo- did your mom eventually find your birth time? So your first girlfriend could do your chart? She had the certificate, but then had to remember. She's like, give me a day or two so I can, re- I'm going to ask dad what hospital hospital where we just a jogger on memory <laughs> and then she finally got it she was like it's 805 in the morning uh may 3rd i'm like awesome so i give it to her she does the chart it's really accurate like okay. so many of the tourist attributes and all that stuff and the f- the funny part to me is like 10 years later i asked for it again so i could do like an online one and she gave me the birthday i was like wait a minute it was supposed to be 805 a.m she's like oh yeah no it's not i ended up Asking your dad, and I was like, "So that time was wrong, and it was wrong by like half a day." Uh, oh, <laughs> but for some reason, it didn't affect the chart. Okay, but it's supposed to like you're supposed to have it like really, really right on the money. That's what, yeah. All right, yeah. well, good, good to yeah, know. Ladies, usually like born in the day, like born when the sun's out, born when the sun's not out, are is like the big differentiation. I was uh, born in the middle of the night, apparently, like ooh, four a.m., five a.m., yeah, something like that. So maybe like the sun was right about to come out, so it's <laughs> a little bit of both. Yeah, because anytime you watch an astrologer <laughs> talk, they're kind of like that's that's the so if it was like you know the difference between like eight oh five and like nine oh five, I don't think it would be a huge okay. difference. Yeah. But now it seems like the sun w- was down. I know you just tried to make it like the sun was up, but I don't think the sun's up. Yeah, I don't think it, I, don't I don't know. Maybe left, maybe in Lebanon if the sun's up at four in the morning. Yeah, maybe. That'd be crazy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't. 4 a.m. Seems, seems, seems suspect, I'm though. I'm partying. Yeah, I don't know that my mom would know either. She was probably in pain. Yeah, <laughs> Not really, true. like, looking out a window. Like, cause it's like I like that a morning she, like, birth. tried to do it like she was, like, a witness to a crime. She was like, let me just think yeah. where I I'll was, what time I think it was. Yeah. Um, speaking of pain, you're sober. 11 um, years uh, as of April 2nd. Nice. How is that? And what were you like beforehand? Like, was it one of those, I got so fucked up and like my friends had to tell me like, calm down or like I wasn't a pleasant person or. No, I, it, it's kind of a weird sort of like, it was a weird build to it because mm. I got pulled over for drunk driving when I was 22, like oh, wow. 10, mm. almost, you know, eight years before. Yeah. And that was like a, not a wake up call, but it was one of those like, 
I got off kind of easy because I ended up having to go to court, but I had no priors and I was so close to the limit that they didn't give me a DUI. Uh Oh, wow. And I had like, I felt that lesson right there. Yeah. Never drove drunk again. Yeah. But I liked to go out and drink and like have a good time and stuff. And, and I was pretty fine in through my mid twenties, but like I've had depression and anxiety since I was like a kid. And it like was really bad right before I started stand up when I was like 18 when I found something to do with my life, it felt a little better. Mm. Yeah. And then in my late 20s, when I felt like I was throwing my life away and like this isn't going to work out and mm. all that sort of stuff. And I felt like Let's just- have a beer or 12. Yeah, I started drinking more. I was like, I'm about to turn 30. Like this whole dream that I want is not coming true. And growing up in LA and being immersed in that, you think 30 is so old and you're yeah. just like, it's over. Right. Now it's only old for women. So. Yeah. 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 I mean, the-, the <laughs> The people used to say like, you know, you're, you're hitting a wall when you hit 30 that like about women, but then they would also say it about guys, but it just didn't become this thing. It was more like guys would talk about it in hushed tones to not seem like, you know, weak or like they cared about age. So right. Like, guys age like a fine wine, but dudes worry about getting older. Really? Oh yeah. No, yeah. I know you do. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. It, but we just don't talk about it that much because mm-hmm. yeah. it just seems like, oh, you know, I'm too busy being like this tough guy that I, is we, only going to get stronger and better as I age. We got to reframe mm. the aging conversation. Yeah. It's really fucked. And it's yeah. like human beings are genetically engineered to age and die. Like that's what that's what we do. Literally Gra- none gravity. of us will escape it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's mm-hmm. like, what what if we enjoyed it? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Do you like getting older? I like it more now. Yeah. And I think getting sober helped because from like 27 to 29 and a half was when I started drinking a lot more. Like how much we talking? I would drink like three or four nights a week and- That's not too bad. It's not. But (laughs) But for you it was. That's like the, that's the interesting gray area with sobriety is like for, for many decades, it was either like you have an alcohol problem and you're throwing your- life away and you're about to die or you're totally fine. You have no issue. And in, <laughs> Right. There's then there's no yeah. in between, but there's so much in between that. Yeah. Most of it, like most of life is a huge gray area, yes. you know, and sobriety and, and alcoholism, I think is like a spectrum. And I was somewhere in the middle heading towards alcoholic or alcoholism. And I started to feel it like every, mm. and when you get in your late twenties, hangovers are become real, you know, like you wake up the next day and you're just like, half this day is gone. I have a headache. I'm tired. I don't want to do this shit. So three or four nights a week kind of became every day. I was feeling the effects of it, whether it's I'm drunk and I feel good or I'm hungover and why am I still doing this? Yeah. And, And then the going out and drinking stopped feeling good. I was just doing it to not think about life and, you know, I would never like black out. I blacked mm-hmm. out once, but I think I was drugged. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And um, I was in San Francisco at this in this like daytime festival called Beta Breakers. It's like oh, in yeah, the streets. Sounds like primetime roofie. Yeah, I put I put my beer down on a newspaper stand, just talking to people for a few minutes, and then the next thing I remember was like just flashes of in someone's kitchen. And oh, flash. that's definitely uh, drugged. Another flash. I was in a whole other apartment, and then, what? And then the, someone tried to touch you. I don't remember. Wow. And I woke up. Did your butthole feel weird? No, nothing felt weird, that's fortunately. Good. And I, all my clothes were on like properly, you know? Okay, that's good. That's <laughs> good. You got to check The way I put them on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the last time I woke up, I was in a friend's friend's apartment. So I knew I was fine. Like they, I somehow, I guess we met up Yo, with you them. Yo, you were definitely roofied. That, that is, a beer yeah. does not do that. Wow. Yeah. And that was near the end of when I was mm. drinking. And I took that as, I was like, am I going to be a blackout guy now? 
It's mm-hmm. like, if, and that's like a, one of those signs. Well, a blackout is also, I mean, I, sometimes, I, I just blackout sometimes. It's like, it's just a switch. Like I read a whole psychological paper on it. It's not okay. like, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have a terrible problem. It's just a switch in your head that once you switch it, you can't unswitch it. Real. And it can and happen can, from like two, two drinks, drinks or like five drinks. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's just a switch. I was I was listening to a, a, a podcast on the drive back to New York, a Huberman Lab, it's called. And he was talking about alcohol. And he said, now, two drinks a week, you're fine. I'm like, two drinks a week? A week? What's the point? Bitch, I drink, I'll drink, have two drinks. What? What? I'm like, yeah, wait. Like, I'll have two drinks listening to this podcast. I don't drink that guy, driving. though. He's a little, he's, he's, he's like a lot of uh, that guy who also interviews people and says like the birth control pill. I don't, I don't believe. What does he say about it? He's like one of those people who's trying to, uh, push to push that thing about like the birth control pill is terrible, which I just think is like men's, uh, the, they saw a little chance to take more control over women's bodies. I don't trust that guy yeah. at all. Well, your, 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 your eye for people is never wrong. So, or your, I've never listened to his podcast, but I've seen him on a lot of podcasts. Yeah. That's the thing. Like you say, if someone's a doctor or a specialist or has a degree and they put that on and and then you put it online, you go, Oh, they must be reputable, but that doesn't mean anything. I think he also fucking sells supplements. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's very, very famous and popular, but, and he's like a legit, I think scientist. He's at Stanford, but that's, but that's where they get you, you know? Oh, you've never met a scientist. Dr. Oz was also a doctor. I mean, who's getting paid off. I mean, come on. Yeah. 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 America, baby. Yeah. We're getting I, kickbacks. The, the payoffs for sure. And then the, just the, I think everybody has personal beliefs that they, they favor. Of where course. They go, all right. The science is still murky, but I really do think, and you're like, all right. You well. can find a poll science data to, yes. ba- to, yeah. to back basically anything That's you really want, which is what the news yeah. constantly does. Well, and then I try to go on Google and be like, mm-hmm. how much is it a, what, how many drinks a week makes you an alcoholic? And there's like a million different answers, but yeah. there, it ranged from three or more a week. I'm like, three or more a week? Y'all is pussies. What is happening? I'm it like, depends on how, why you drink and oh, how you how you. I think act, that's a great, yeah. What your oh, behavior is. Definitely are. how you act. Because some people that drink and they're assholes, the second they have a drink in yes. them, I'm like, you, you should never drink. Yeah. You, those people, please don't. So but if you're nicer when you drink, does that mean that you should drink all the time? The well, I no, used to, but I see what you're saying. <laughs> I used to do it when I was younger, yeah. so I could feel comfortable in social situations. Yeah. So everyone thought mm, I was. Okay, yeah. uh, they're like, "Oh, you're so fun at parties, and you're fun to hang out with." Right. And stuff. I remember one of the bartenders at the comedy store, like the first year I quit drinking, was just like, I was just kind of talking to her and getting a water, and I wasn't in a great mood or a bad mood. I was just mm. kind of tired. I didn't want to be at the fucking comedy store. It was just <laughs> one of those nights, and she was like, "What's wrong with you?" And I was like, "What do you mean nothing?" She was like. Ugh. You were so much more fun when you drank. I was like, cute. Jesus. And then later she she was in a bad mood. She's like, I didn't mean that. But I was like, was I? And then I started thinking. Sure. I was like, God, I probably was. Cause I know a I, lot of people that are more fun when they drink. I and definitely they drink. drank to be more fun and more comfortable so I could have more fun. Yeah. That was not good. That's tough. Mm-hmm. Even though the results were good. But what, what do you do when you, you're more fun when you drink? It's kind of sad when you think it about is. it later. You're mm-hmm. like, I can I just not be me? And like, because <laughs> I was being a version of me, just more confident. Well, and when you drink a lot of, for a lot of people, not, not for everybody, like the ones who turn into assholes, their walls don't come down. When you drink, like your walls come down and you're, yeah. you're not, your defenses are kind of neutralized. So you yeah. can just be like, Hey, what up? And that is kind of nice. You're just figuring out how to access that sober. Yeah. That's gotta be a way. That was tricky. And I knew I needed to quit when I wasn't doing any of that anymore. I wasn't having fun. I was just mm-hmm. going, I was like hanging out with like 
friends that I only hung out with to go out to the bars and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I was like, am I even really like good friends with these guys? Or they're just always down to go grab a beer or two and like meet some girls or that's always an interesting conversation. Like when you think about the friends you would lose if you didn't drink anymore and then you go, our only connection is drinking. Yeah. It's a lot of friendships. Yeah. Yeah. Those, there were like three or four friends that I hung out with and with inside that first six months, it was instant. Never hung out with them again. Yeah. Instant. Yeah. And it wasn't even on purpose. It was just right. like, I'm going to remove certain scenarios from my life. Like yeah. cleaning out your closet. Yeah. yeah going to, obviously going to bars before or after shows and no more hanging out at the comedy store or the improv if, if it's like before a set or after. I'll get there yeah. right before I go on and leave yeah. right after. Just to just to take care of myself. To yeah, not, sure. The hang you know. is conducive to drinking yeah. always. And I would call like Nikki Glazer got sober right around the same time. Mm, I nice. did a little bit before. And so I would we would text and call and stuff if I was like, I really feel like having a drink. I'm at the store, I'm waiting to go on. Super and, helpful to have a buddy. Yeah. And cause it, it was like very similar timelines and she's a comedian. So she's right. felt that urge to drink at a comedy club. And, you sure. Know, and so having like a couple friends like that that you could like, you know, reach out to, like helped. I drank, drank more water than I ever had in my life. I just like <laughs> skin's glowing. Yeah, 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 90 yeah. bottles of water yeah. and I, just to have something Some, that you know, that oral fixation. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean um, and it felt weird that first year. I couldn't have sex. I was like, it was, I, that's so interesting. Yes. Let's yes. talk about Sober that. Sex. It was it's a whole different type of activity. It, it was like, I, I don't know how long it took me to actually have maybe like six or eight months or that's yeah. like a big, that's like for me in my thirties. Like I, I'm not, I, I still drink, but it's like, I feel like, uh, when you're in your twenties, like you're, you're going out so much. That's so much of the sex you have is, uh, at least like the first time is like under the influence of alcohol. Yeah. So then when you enter your thirties and you're just like, you know, more serious about your career, you're not drinking as much like these having sober sight, like you get nervous. Like it's your first time. It's sweet. I like yeah. that. Though. Like it's yeah. like scary like day sex sober. You're like, Ooh, risky. It's Weird. I couldn't, that was like a frightening prospect. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Sex Vulnerability during man. the day sober. I'm like, what even? What world yeah. is this? Like, is that even allowed? You can fuck during the day. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you can. I thought you could only do it between the hours of like one thirty and five in the morning <laughs> yeah. or something. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Um, and the first few months I got sober, I was in a relationship that was a, a, about to end. Um, and it was <laughs> easy well, time not to have sex then. Yeah. yeah. But we did. <laughs> the best time. It, yeah. Sorry, I'm working on my sobriety. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the sad part of that, actually, is I, when I was dating her, was mm -hmm. like at the kind of the worst, like at the near end of getting sober. Uh, and she is the one girlfriend that I cheated on. Damn. And that was another sign where I was like, I'm not like this. Like, whoa. Because you were, you were, drunk, you you were drunk. Yeah. 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 And I'd never cheated before. Yeah. And it like, I, I almost like looked back on that night as if I was someone else watching me and like thinking I'm like, I'm Nick and I'm watching that guy do stuff. Yeah. Like, right. 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 This is not good. And I, I told myself, like that week I was sitting there thinking about it. I was like, if I don't stop drinking now, I'm going to wake up at 35 an alcoholic with no life and just have no burn career. bridges. And yeah, you yeah. know, like girlfriend just left because I was an asshole and, you know, and I quit. And when I quit, I told her I cheated on her. Okay. Because it needed to be for you clean. It was, oh. yeah, it was more for me because yeah. she would, have never known. 
And she now, told me it, she would have never known. Yeah. But yeah. I she, knew. She glad I, she knew. No. She. Like, she, was that? It's kind of, it's hard. That cheating and telling somebody yeah. is, it's not a black and white conversation. Correct. Because it, you do run the risk of like destroying the relationship and it would be your fault for sure as the cheater. Yeah. But there is a world where if it was just the one time thing and she was never going to know and you were able to handle that and yeah. not have it psychologically affect Ruin your you. love for her or yeah. just, you know, you start resenting her for, for some weird reason because you hate yourself for doing it. Right. Like it can have that effect. Um, so it could be better to not tell the person, but I knew I couldn't handle it because mm-hmm. the guilt was already ripping me to shreds. And then I'm like, now I'm going to be sober. That guilt's going to be right wow. in the forefront going, you're a piece of shit. How could you do that? She loves you so much. Why? Why would right. you do that? She's all she's ever done is love and support you. And she was so nice and so awesome. And like, it, it made How me. I was telling her. And also, did you fuck this person or did you just make out with them? Did you, was there finger? Like when you, when you cheat, like, what are we talking about? How, many, had, how many bases? We had sex. Okay. Got and it. she, it was a girl that I had. If had you s- just made out and you told her, I'd actually laugh at you right yeah. now. No. Yeah, <laughs> like you didn't have to tell her that. Yeah. But see that there are some, there are some people though that would qualify that as cheating. I mean, I would be and they would. It's not great to go out and make out with people. Yeah, I'm yeah, just saying yeah. like yeah. if it was a one-time yes. make out with him and I knew and you fucking went through telling yeah, yeah, her, yeah. I would be like, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, it would, it would I would be, be devastated if my boyfriend made <laughs> yeah. out with somebody else. But then I'm like, just if it was a one-time thing, I'm like, just don't tell me. Yeah. Just don't tell me. Yeah, I, I, agree, I agree with that. <laughs> and I think this scenario was uh, was going to be hard to, to, to not ever tell her. And the, yeah, sex, that's intimate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the buildup to telling her, because we we broke up, um, but we were, I think we were going to break. It was one of those, you know, you feel a relationship ending just because it's run its course. Like, sure. you've been together like year and a half, two years, and you already know, like, this isn't forever. Like, mm-hmm. I, and I already have so many mental Sometimes issues. Sometimes your body out. gets you out of the relationship before your brain yeah. and heart is ready to. Yeah, abso- yeah, absolutely. And we broke up briefly, and then she still wanted to get back together and I still felt like I wanted to, wasn't sure. And then I knew I was like, if I get sober, I'm going to start thinking with a clear head and maybe some of that's muddling my views on this. Yeah, for sure. Because maybe it's just me and not her and I'm just so unhappy. It's affecting that. So I told myself, we're going to have a conversation and we're going to talk about getting back together and you are going to man the fuck up and tell her you cheated on her. And if she says, fuck you for the rest of time, I don't want to be with you. You deserve that. You Mm -hmm. deserve that. You lost this girl. You deserve to be alone and figure it out. Go fix yourself. So I, oh man, this is so, I so feel. It's one of life's fun situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I feel it for you. I I, I went to her place and we sat down and I was like, look, I, I want to work on our relationship. And she was happy to hear it. And she was like, good, I love you. I'm sorry that you're so depressed and this and that. And like life isn't good and, you know, all these different things. Oh, she's so sweet. Yeah. And I was like, look, I've just stopped drinking and I want to work things out, but I need to be completely honest. And she just like, her eyes kind of widened a little bit. She was like, oh, what are you going to fucking tell me? And... She, I go, uh, do you remember that night that I uh, stayed out? Uh, my st- yeah. heart is dropping in my stomach. Yeah. I stayed, uh, I stayed out cry. really late and I fell asleep because the, the part where I say I fell asleep on my friend's couch was true. Mm. And then 
and you fuck someone also on and the there were like four people we all like were hanging out we all just crashed there um and i fell asleep with all my clothes on and i was wearing boots and i said uh that night that i fell asleep on my friend's couch and you were worried and didn't know where i was i was, i said i had i cheated on you that night mm, she was worried on top of it wow okay yeah and then she said she was like that night i I wouldn't. She's like, when you said we, I had to tell you something, I knew you were going to say I cheated. Uh, but she said, women, man, I didn't you know. think it was going to be that night. Mm. And I said, why? What night did you think it was going to be? Because when I came home, I had was taking my boots off and it like hurt because I'd had them on like from the morning before <laughs> all throughout the night. And they weren't like really so wait, broken did, in. Did, did you fuck this girl you cheated on with, with your boots on? I think I was wearing, yeah. <laughs> you don't even remember. Yeah, I think I the maybe sex. I like took my shirt off. Damn, and you don't my, even remember the sex, huh? I th- no, I I do for the most part. Oh, okay, but we had had sex a bunch before I dated her, so she was like a oh, casual see. hookup. Friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we uh, hooked up a bunch, and she was like, you know, that was an understanding. Yeah. And she also didn't care that I had a girlfriend because she was just like. You're you're ending this relationship. I can tell you're not happy. You're gonna end it anyway. So I don't feel like women love guilt. to say. I can tell you're not happy. You could be smiling ear from ear. Yeah. <laughs> you don't really eating love a her. brownie and be like, oh, I can tell you're yeah. you're not doing well. Yeah. You're not happy. Let me fix you. Yeah, you're on the altar, and yeah. she's like, now nope. <laughs> see it in your eyes. That's no. so funny. Yeah, <laughs> you hesitated to take the ring. No. Yeah. Um. So she said when you came home and you were taking those boots off, the pain looked real. And I really just thought, cause I had trusted you up until that point, And I just was like, damn, damn. And she just looked at me like, I, I don't even know what to say to you. I want to, yeah. I want to just slap you across the face. I want to leave. I want to tell you to fuck off. And she's like, I'm, I'm glad you told me. I'm glad you told me the truth, but okay. I, I honestly don't know what to do. Yeah. You got to process that. And I said, I am going to respect any decision you make. I am sorry beyond belief. Like I, I knew that you would never know, but the guilt would mm. have consumed me. And I, that's how much I want this relationship to work that I'm, I'm going to tell you something that could right now end it, but hopefully you find a way to forgive me. Yeah, and we can move forward. Well, because you, she would be moving forward in this relationship with all of the knowledge that she needs to know. It's yes. almost like if you never told her, then you, you, you took away her, her agency yes. to choose to remain in the relationship yeah. given that information. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it is, it is good you told. And her. imagine how much worse it'd be if, if I didn't. We get back together, then the guilt. Oh yeah. Builds and builds. And then I just break up with her again yeah. four or five months later. Cause I'm like, look, I never told you this and the guilt's consuming me. Yeah. I cheated on you. She'd be like, motherfucker, why didn't you tell me that right before we right. got back together? It just, I could see that timeline and I'm like, yeah. it's more respectful to the relationship and to her to just tell her right now. So in that, that instance, I'm always curious about cheating is such a fascinating subject. Uh, I've cheated. I've been cheated on. I've read a lot of books about cheating. Cheating yeah. happens in so many relationships. Um, and I think it's because we don't have certain types of conversations or we yes. take things and we take cheating very personally. But if you yeah. think about it, even though it feels so personal, it's actually <laughs> not. It's actually not like you didn't fuck that girl because you didn't like your girlfriend. Yeah. You, you I, yeah. fucked that girl because maybe you didn't like yourself or you didn't like or you were like, why did you like? I, I, I'm just curious. I cheated on her for for the reason I think most guys cheat is because I 
was not mature enough to access my emotions and have honest conversations with myself about how I genuinely just feel. And it's interesting. It's hard to just be really honest with yourself because the idea of men and feelings and talking to yourself about them or your other guy friends is just really uncomfortable. So guys end up taking lots of shortcuts to not Mm. deal with feelings. So like violence is a huge one. Uh. Guys guys are doing most of the fighting outside of bars and that kind of shit. Uh, Yelling and screaming, you know, is a real quick shortcut to getting out emotions, even if they're not the ones you want to access. Stand-up comedy. Yeah, Yeah, stand-up. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Being in a Uh, band. Yeah, yeah. Starting a rock career. Those are like, like, there's some productive ways, sure, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then... uh, like blowing something up instantly, whether it's like blowing up like a good thing, like, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you go, okay, I probably am not in love with this person anymore and I don't want to be with them. Mm-hmm. Should I have a conversation? But I, I don't know how. I don't know the the vocabulary. I, I haven't accessed those emotions and I, I wouldn't know how to have it. I'll probably just feel defensive right away because she's going to say something negative about me or, mm-hmm. and then you go, well, what's the quickest way? In the most immature way to do it. Fuck someone else. Yeah. That's what that's how I ended my and relationship. And guys, you know, stereotypically, guys think with their dick a lot. Mm-hmm. And that is a, a a combination of those two things. I can just go get drunk, fuck this person, and you're telling yourself you don't want her to find out. But you in the this back of your mind hope that the relationship like ends itself like mm. or an external force comes like in self-combust almost yeah, yeah. yeah oh like some guys fantasize where mm. they go oh I, this is girl that i'm with and i don't want to be with her anymore mm. and their fantasy is that she gets a job offer oh in paris God. that she has to take and secretly yeah. like, yes being free! The, being the girl on the end other end of that must be fucking infuriating like if you if you knew the dynamics at play however i say that and i've been in your role. Like I was in a relationship for seven years. I fucked somebody else. And then I, I knew myself. What I year could in the never relationship? Se- like oh, right, right the I broke up with him the next day, but I wow. know myself so well that I was like, the guilt would eat me alive. Yeah. I was the sex that I had with this guy was incredible. And I was like, okay, the guy you cheated on. Yeah, with. it was great. Okay. And, <laughs> yeah, but I, right. and I didn't want to fuck my boyfriend anymore. And I was like, okay, yeah. I think this is what's happening, but my heart wasn't brave enough to do it. So my body was like, all right, bitch, I'll do it for you. We're going to fuck this person. And then the next day you're just going to break up with them because yeah. that's your, your conscious is going to, is going to yeah. do that. And it's, and I didn't tell him I cheated. Cause I was like, it doesn't matter. Cause I, I, that's what got me out of the relationship. So yeah. I get that strategy. And then he, I'm sure he found out later. No, Unless it was I'm this. sure he, he knows. I'm sure yeah, he probably know by now. But yeah, I think. Oh, so what have is? Have you it? ever cheated? Uh, uh, no. I think I kissed one guy. Like I mean, in my early 20s, like the day before I was going to break up with someone. I think that's the okay. extent of it. But okay, no, yeah. I've never. Yeah, no. Like never full on. Yeah. No, I don't I'm, recommend it. Uh, well, honestly, <laughs> it's just a pain and too much of a pain in the ass for me. Yeah. I'm like not. I'm not a good liar. Yeah. Um, I've cheated twice and both times. The next day, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I. Just just, I don't know. I just like, and I also just don't, don't have problems ending relationships. So I'll just end the relationship. That's awesome. She's not like, afraid of the truth. It's crazy. Have you always kind of been that way when with dating? Like even early on, you're just like, oh, I'm not into this. Let's bye. See ya. Well, I use, I think I've definitely gotten faster. Um, 
at being able to tell when I'm no longer in a relationship. Cause it, when in, in the beginning, all right. So like my longest relationship is my, was my first one. I dated that person for five years, but I think that's really common when you're young because you have nothing to compare it to. Yeah. That's the only feeling of happiness within a relationship that you know is this. Yeah. So how do you know if you could be happier? You don't yeah. like you're like, maybe this is just what a relationship is. And like I to this day, like still one of my favorite boyfriends is that first boyfriend. That was one where it kind of just like, yeah, like like you said, it just had expired. I had outgrown yeah. that relationship. I needed to go and live on my own. It's hard. Yeah. It's a hard conversation to have. But in in the end, I'm sure. I mean, you obviously were happy with the decision, but I bet that guy was happier looking back that you did it that way instead of that guy was pretty fucked up about it. Um, and to, to, I like it, like to, I had a conversation with him recently. He was like, I will never love again the way I, I love. Oh, shit. Still, yeah. Wow. Well, he, he was also, Maybe she should have cheated, but he's also like eight <laughs> years older than me. So I okay. think at that time he had a lot more to compare it to. Mm, and okay. now kind of being the, you know, being the older, like being the age I am now, sometimes I'm dating younger people and I'm like, you don't understand how like rare what we have is, yeah. you know? And I'm like, I can't, I, I'm me. So yeah. I can't tell that yeah, to you. Exactly. Right. So I just, you just have to realize it later. Go. And yeah. then you, maybe you come back. Maybe you don't, you know? Yeah. yeah that's a risk you take as the older person dating mm -hmm. a younger person. Who's not that experienced, you know, in, in relationships, it's like you can't tell a younger person anything. Whether <laughs> no, you cannot. You're dating them, you know <laughs> when I mean? was that younger person, I'm yeah. like, can't tell me nothing. I had so many aha moments where I, where I thought a lot about that relationship as I've gotten older. So many times when I was like, oh my God, this is this must be how he was feeling. Uh, mm, oh my God, this is so painful. Yeah. I know I made him feel this way. Oh, wow. And it's like, it's not like, and I mean, there were many times over the years when I was like, did I make a mistake in not marrying that person? You yeah, know, um, I, I didn't like I've gone back like numerous times just to like feel it. I'm like, it's still not my person because yeah. just someone just because someone is an excellent person doesn't mean they're the person for you. And that's another like hard truth yes. to learn in yeah. life. That's another like that's a, another great example of the gray area inside of something where it's yeah. like you can you can have relationships where the person is almost perfect but yeah. when you think about forever or even like 10 years you go wait no i, I don't want that for the next because yeah. of um, multiple things like your age your inexperience i don't want to live in the city anymore this i, I didn't sometimes it's something living. as simple as that yeah. as i don't want to live in the city that, that was like a big problem with like i yeah. love new york and like if someone doesn't love new york like that's going to be a fucking yeah. issue yeah. yeah life is much bigger than any one relationship but then you go it's, well yeah is it is love like is this love that i have with this person where, like what where do you sacrifice yeah i don't know that's why i think those like books and movies about like you know like true love that spans oh, generations i think it's just so rare yeah that's why it works because it's real it's mm. just not common right. like we will most of our relationships will fail mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. a hard truth like you, if you every if you, relationship will until one doesn't yeah I mean, it's Dan and, Savage and that a lot. when you're near the end of one you're just like no this has to work but i love you and you're like if that were true we would all have married the first person we ever dated because sure. we did feel that way at one time mm -hmm. about whoever we were with but it just isn't meant to be most of the time oh, and so sad. the very rare times where you do marry your high school sweetheart or the you know second or third person you dated in your mid-20s you were just like oh my god i found the one and i literally cannot imagine life without them it's like i envy that like yeah good for you i'm too broken to have ever probably have had that 
you never felt like you can't imagine life without a person that no. you've dated? No, I can sometimes do, can't even imagine life with me. But going oh, okay. forward, like well, I was going to say, is been that, that suicidal might be so many times? I'm like, yeah, how yeah, the yeah. hell am I going to give that to someone else? <laughs> but I've been suicidal a lot, and it's like it just comes in waves. It's big feelings, man. I yeah, think everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Not every person has been suicidal, but like, you know, it's it's just a thing that happens. Yeah, to varying yeah degrees, I think, and I can handle it better now that I'm sober. And I like, imagine I just easier. turned forty, but like in my thirties, it was like, I you know to kind of circle back a little bit when I when I turned thirty and when I got sober, that first two years into that, probably the best few years of my wow. life. Wow, why? I was why? in the best shape <laughs> mentally and physically that nice. I've ever been that in. That helps. I saw things crystal clear. I was like, I, this is what I want. This is what I don't want. Yeah. I feel so good being sober and mm. I, I want life to happen. Yay. I want to make things and do things and connect and be with people. And I wanted so much out of life that I don't know that I'd ever felt minus like the first few years into stand up, which almost doesn't count because I was like 18 to 21. It's like, you know, yeah, fucking your brain's not developed yet. Yeah. So that sort of like, that felt good and it made a lot of the, the, the low, moments manageable but did it go away no there was still the, i was just sort of riding this like like sober high i think but by my mid-30s that i think that had sort of leveled out and reality became reality in a lot of ways and i was like okay i am a sober person and i'm gonna be this way now let's figure out this other stuff like mm. mental health things that probably need therapy and medication and yeah and stuff like that because i don't want to i don't want to slip into old habits or just find other ways to justify you know my sad brain and so on and so forth because i know plenty of sober people who do still do shitty things like you know, they're not nice to their friends. They cheat. They're like emotionally unavailable still. Oh, it doesn't, yeah. doesn't have to be the booze or the Coke or whatever you're into. Right. Um, so I, kn I knew I needed like a, a lot of work there, but. Um, it's all about, yeah, what you allow yourself to get away with is a huge thing. And your own, how, yeah. how far or at, at all that you allow yourself to slip from your morals. Cause I think once you start doing that, it's like the slippery. Yeah. It's scared, slope. scared me to, to wake up at, 35 with that life because mm. one of the benefits of starting stand-up so young especially at the comedy store was like i entered this environment where everyone was at least 8 to 12 to 15 years older than me nice. and i saw the whole spectrum you of saw life. your futures yeah and a lot of them are like headshots on the walls in the hallway and they're just like these ghosts in a yeah. way where you just sometimes you're like what the hell ever happened to that guy? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. And sometimes it's like, oh, that guy went on to be like produce TV shows and he's probably one of the richest people on this wall. You've just never heard of him. And you're like, cool. What happened to that guy? I drank himself to death. And you're yeah. just like, mm -hmm. God mm -hmm. damn. Yeah. And sometimes you'd see those guys wandering the hallways of the store to they still want spots. or they're just like hanging out, maybe trying to like pick just up lost. a girl and they're like in their fifties. And yeah. you're just like, and I just saw so many examples of what to be. And what not to be. Mm. All in that one building, all in those first few years, it was like this weird, like, college for life kind of place, you know, yep, where yep. you learn about stand-up and you learn, like, it can go well and it can go real bad, bad. And that can all happen like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. You party mm -hmm. too hard after a development deal or your first TV show or whatever the thing is. It can go south and you're replaceable like that. Mm -hmm. No one cares. Everyone's out for themselves. You have to have a solid inside. 
And, and you have to have a good relationship with your ego and with your soul. Yeah. That dance is super important. And you I didn't lead know. from your ego. Oh, that's I didn't know you any of that shit going in. I was a kid and it just, you're just figuring it out as you go. And I'm, I'll always have empathy for anybody like getting into stand up and just being dumb and making mistakes and just like saying and doing the wrong thing, thinking like it's cool to be a dick to so and so. And I don't think you should be that way, but there's so many people that like arrive to Hollywood or start doing something because they think that's gonna fix them. Mm. And it's only, uh-huh. it's a few band aids at best. Yeah. You may end up processing some stuff because you are creating, you're writing, you're thinking, you're, you know, it's the closest thing. Uh, uh, the last few generations of dudes had to like critical self, thinking self-help was yeah. like, you know, writing songs and stuff. And that's like, and then these other like dudes who refuse to feel feelings would like, I love so, you know, this guns and roses ballad. And you're like, you've loved the ballad. Like <laughs> yeah, good, good though. But yeah, like, yeah, you know, right. that's just, you're a few steps away from just being able to cry at a movie and like all these <laughs> other things that are healthy for you as a guy. Yeah. Yeah. And it just takes so do you so remember long. like moments growing up where you were very much given the impression of, oh, when I express feelings, that's bad. Oh, I, like, well, um, I grew up in a Middle Eastern household. It was fairly conservative. Um, my dad is like oh, an old school man. Like he was been working since the age of 11. Oh, Jesus. Because his dad got sick mm. and this was Lebanon. There's no structure to kind of, you know. There's no safety no net. Yeah. yeah. So he started laying marble and tile when he was like 11 years Fuck. old and did that. So his, he was robbed of his childhood. Big time. He brought over his, his whole family one by one before him. Wow. So he sent them all to America with nothing, oh with very God. little he was making. And he's Fuck. never known anything but wake up at 4.30 or 5 in the morning, go to work, take care of your family. And there's no time the to- up. There's no time to whine, cry, sleep in. Failure is not an option. I mean, I'm just laughing thinking of you, his son, long haired, pretty funny boy yeah. over here. <laughs> like how but mad he poetry, is. Father, in the yeah. middle of the night. He, fucking guy. Joke, Daddy. he ha- hated. <laughs> he hated my baggy pants. Yes. I had long hair kind of like this, but I'm it, mad for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, he, he, oh, God, he hated it. And I'd like in the nineties, the step cut was popular. So you yeah. shave. Oh, wow. All, so I shaved it all the way up to here <laughs> and then grew it. Oh, not wow. This like long, TLC. But, yeah. Fucking Fuck. He looked at me like, what the, what, what well, is because this? It's, what did I, I, I lay marble for? I love considering yeah. your parents, you know, where they came from and what they went through. Because if you do think about it, the way that he sacrificed his soul to, yeah, for yeah. his family, like, you know, mm. you guys didn't ask to be born. You didn't ask for this, but at the same time, it's so admirable. And I can't imagine like how, how angry he would feel at your freedom. That's gotta be a really tough. Feeling. He was angry at how he thought I was misusing it. And that's mm. a, that's a classic immigrant story where yes, yes. we came to this country so you could benefit from the freedom, you know, go, go to college, get good grades, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's freedom to him. But like, what's freer than being an artist? It's the freest. Oh my yeah. God. Yes. The, the freedom I felt being able to like, I had a mohawk for a long time yeah. when I was young. I dyed it. My dad threatened to shave right. it while I was really sleeping so oh many God. times. Mm-hmm. And I, really, I really believed him. I was like, I'm going to wake up one day. Cause he said, he's like, one day you're going to wake up and you're going to see that blue hair on the pillow. And I was like, <sighs> and oh I, I, I ran and told my mom, like, is dad really going to shave my head? And she's like, he's not, but can you just dye it black at least? Like, can, right. you just, like yeah. can you help us out here? Cause my mom is like the sweetest person and Aww. is always mediating. I was a nightmare child. Mm-hmm. Not, I was so. getting in trouble. 
Yeah, I would. Rebelling. I, yeah, I, authority. No, no. Yeah, yelling at teachers. I've thrown desks at at administrators. Oh. I was bad. I was a bad kid. Um, be I threatened a to fight and kill one of my. Uh, <laughs> sick. I had to. I take a, a high school like makeup class it, over the summer because I failed some elective, and they were like, "Take this, take this like radio broadcast class, casting class." Sorry, and I was standing. I remember the day I got kicked out, kicked out, I was standing out in the parking lot telling the teacher she was a failed radio DJ. Nice. Was worthless, yeah. would never amount to anything. All right. And Ooh, husband if, material. Yeah, Ooh, you could, got some emotions. If I could like set fire to this building or kill Jesus everyone. Jesus Christ. Wow. Like, yeah, That's the, like what a school shooter says before yeah. he goes to get the gun. Shit. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't get arrested. Um, I know. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if this were like the yeah, mid 2000s, that, yeah. yeah, my life probably would have gone differently in terms of the, the trouble I would have gotten into legally. But I remember the two thug kids in <clears> class, like grew up in like East LA, you know, they came out to protect the teacher from me. Wow. Because she asked them for help because that they were like, wise. they were intimidating, but I was like kind of friendly with them because they liked how off the rails I was. They're like, dude, you're crazy, <laughs> I bro. I respect that. Yeah. It's a fun and they guy. were like, hey, uh, the teacher wants you to like stop yelling and screaming. Oh, they were the mediator. And then they got the <laughs> school security to come escort me off the... Wow. Off the premises. I was like that. I was yeah. a lot of misplaced anger and just teen, teen angst and stuff that, mm. you know, I'm again, I'm glad I started Santa when I was 18 for some reasons because they helped me channel that stuff. Mm. I knew I wanted to do it when I was like 15 and it it really helped. There were probably were healthier ways to fi fix, you know. Sure. But stand up's pretty healthy, like a creative outlet's a very healthy way. Yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah, I agree. Um, and a lot of the friends I had in school, like, ended up in jail and, you know, I think one of my, my very, very first friend I ever made, I found out last year, is serving a life sentence for murder. Uh-oh. Yeah. That's Super sweet kid, too. He was yeah, very nice to me, time. never never treated me different. All the other kids were Maybe he big nose, just in the Middle East, your parents mm, are terrorists. And uh, he never treated me like any anything else other than a friend. He was like, always the nicest guy. I'd run into him every few years in LA. Aww. Smiles, dude. And every time he'd run into my brother, say hi to Nick for me. The nicest guy in the world. <laughs> serving a life maybe, Well, maybe it was self-defense. Someone just crossed him, you know? I mean, maybe, but there's there's a handful of kids. I grew up in like the middle class suburbs of LA, but it's just like a lot of fucking... A lot of violence. Bad shit. A lot of shit. Yeah. Well, we have to wrap soon, but uh, there's one topic that I really wanted to get to before we let you go, and that's a foot fetish. Mm. I've never talked to somebody with a foot fetish. I'm so curious about that. Tell us everything. Well, like, how uh, fetishy do you have it for feet? It depends. Um, <laughs> on the feet. Yeah. I talk about it in my stand-up special, and I, I kind of liken it to, I see like nice looking feet in the same way any other person would see a nice butt or sure. nice, mm -hmm. nice tits or nice thighs name the body part yeah. like yeah. and i don't know why it's like that it's always been, ever since i became a sexual being and noticed like boobs or this or that that was one of the things mm -hmm. and i was just like like very like symmetrical well taken care of well pedicured like feet just look really appealing and it's not always like I want to do stuff to that. I put them in my mouth or like foot. fuck them or whatever. Like I definitely <laughs> have had, feet. I have done that. All right. Nice. I've had those thoughts and sometimes I do, but it's more like the, the, the beauty of it is very like comforting. And I just like, it's, comforting. it's wow. nice to look at. Yeah. And it's a body part where you, you're not going to get looked at, you know, weird in a way like if you see a girl walking down the street and she's wearing like 
I mean, maybe more now because the foot fetishing is way out yeah, there. Yeah, I was like, you are. Yeah. I was like, I literally know it's like spring when the feet guys come out. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you feel them on your feet. Ugh. Yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you're looking at a. You what do toes do? Yeah. Yeah, toe yeah, cat calling. I've Uh-oh. definitely been the guy that's like looked too long sometimes. <laughs> um, Has anybody called you out on it? No, I don't think so. Okay, Cause I'm good. like, I mean, I'm pretty like respectful about, like, I don't like leer out. at women <laughs> yeah. too long, you know, well, you got even, there. <laughs> yeah. Even when it's that, I'm like crawling around the streets. And like, oh, I dropped my uh, a quarter. Coin. Like, yeah, yeah, who has quarters anymore? Nice feet are appealing. I get it. Like yeah. I, I still remember, remember what Amber Rose's toes look like because I had never seen a nicer pair of feet oh, yeah, in my fucking gorgeous, fluffy life. Feet. Yeah. yeah my, and my gorgeous. boyfriend, I've never dated a guy with like beautiful feet. My boyfriend has beautiful, perfect feet. It's weird. My girlfriend says, the same thing about me and I've I never get, I'm like now I kind of like I like it it's it is kind of hot yeah so they, I get it it can look I mean they can obviously look pretty and there's some guys that are like that's so disgusting I'm like it's not really that disgusting there's nail salons everywhere where the entire objective is to make them look clean pretty and, pretty and nice so it's yeah. like I don't know what feet you're thinking of where yeah, it's I don't like, think no, it's you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I've gone, I've run the range from like, I just like the way they look to like, I want to put them in my mouth or I would mm-hmm. just, I give great foot massages. Yeah. Oh, I, that's I, bet. Great. I love giving my girlfriend foot massages. Right. Have you ever dated a gal with gross feet? Um, and maybe, can you overcome that? But I turn, I turn it off right away. I just, I stop seeing them. Because, you stop. You stop seeing the feet. Not yeah. you stop seeing the girl. No, I stop oh. seeing the feet. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I just go like girl. I because like, oh. that's yeah. a one very easy thing to, to avoid yeah. in a person. Like yes. half the time they're wearing socks and shoes yeah. and stuff, or it's like it, it won't come up in bed. Like my girlfriend now is pretty feet, mm-hmm. and I. But I don't like have the desire to like do stuff. I love giving her foot massages, or if she puts her like feet up on me if we're watching TV. I'll just like put my and it feels comforting and nice and you I know get that. And but there's something it's beyond just like, you know, her putting an arm around me and that feels comforting and nice. There's like this weird connection that's there and and it's not like ultra perverted, which I'm sorry. So you're not yeah. like getting yeah, you're bummer. like not getting like an erection when she does this. Some when you massage- t- sometimes, hmm. yeah. So okay. I can, it can be a turn on in that way, yeah. And but I'm not like the foot fetish guy where I'm like going to like pay for people's feet pics and that kind of like right. I, I don't go after it like porn or anything. You know, oh, okay. it's not it's not like that. But um, but I do like I need them to look good. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it just is a bummer if I'm just like, oh man, if I, toes suck. if I go out, yeah, with a girl and she's like super hot and then she just has like unattractive feet. I'm just mm. like, Ugh. like, I mean, you, and, well, without, like if you're dating, I mean, you can't go on a date sometimes. with a guy, you want them to have like a nice body in the way that you like a nice body. Yes. Like, right. Of course. You know, some girls like ripped or just lean or whatever the body type. It's kind of the same. Like if you girl takes her shirt off, you're like, I hope she has nice Tits. I don't think anybody nice wants their partner or, yeah. to have bad feet, like bad. I don't even know what constitutes bad feet, but I would say like when your heel is like crusty, 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 yeah, crusty good, that you haven't touched good. it in well, a while. You can that's fix that. Yeah. Like right. Some, exactly. Like <laughs> things that you can fix that you don't. And some like the the foot is, is similar to like in the a way a guy will like, I like a, a, a tight butt or like big tits or small perky. Same with a foot. Like some guys, some guys like long toes or True, long I'm big your feet <laughs> or like I do not. I want them smallish. Mm-hmm. And like, like very symmetrical toes can't be long. Like toes I'm, in the order. The order. Yes. Yeah. I'm very specific about that. Certain nail colors 
are like very attractive. What are, what are the nail colors that you like? I like bright color. Like red is a classic, but red I like is a classic. I like bright colors. I like a lot of like pastels and stuff. Ooh. But I don't like the tan skin. Yeah, that's whether weird. it's on hands or I'm just like, oh, like the French exist? manicure. Yeah. You're talking about that. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't do it for me. So do you like sometimes like will you like go with your girlfriend to the nail salon? Like, would that get you off if like you like could pick out the color for her? <laughs> it doesn't Ooh, get me off, but I risky. like I like that I can do that because we I that's fun bonding. I, by the way, I'm not a hypocrite about this sort you of thing. You go to the nail salon? I take care of my hands. I get pedicures. Well, I imagine if she said you had nice feet that you get pedicures. There's very few people going that's on natural of like getting having amazing feet. Right, right, yeah, yeah. So yeah, especially as a dude. But yeah, I, I mean, I go with her and I, it's important to take care of yourself in that way, you know. But I will pick the colors. And she already knows that. She, she'll just go like, what color do you want me to get? <laughs> she's very like, you know, because she yeah. ultimately doesn't give a fuck. She's yeah, just sure. like, it's toes. She's like, yeah, I'll just pick any color that looks appealing at that moment. But yeah. I'm like, no, I've thought about this for a day wow. since you made. And I'm like, you did. Okay, you did green last week. And then you did this like pink like the two pedicures ago, I'm like, you know, I think wow. we're gonna need an orange. You have a but- chart. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, I love like yeah. a like a like a like a hot orange. Like yeah. a neon orange. Those neons can look good. And yeah. it's just like you know, the mood that I'm in sometimes. The color can, you know for can, sure. Can just reflect that. But now are you ever reading ever, ever reading the titles of the colors? You know, they yeah, have fun, fun names. That I stopped do doing when name. I realized they're kind of different all over and yeah. they don't have any effect. I'm just like, I'm just gonna say the color I think it should be. And, you know. <laughs> Or they'll give you that thing with the different fake nails right, on it. Right, 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 right. Point yeah. to the one you want. I'm right, like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. Wow. Uh, amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. And yeah, you have, so you, you have a special out. What's it called? Where can we find it? It's when called, can we watch it's it? It's called Take Care. And I filmed it at Zinc Bar. Oh, yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I funded it through a GoFundMe and and then put all the other rest of the money I have to my, to my name into it. Um, it's on YouTube. It's free. Uh, and... What else? And I talk about a lot of that stuff we're talking about, masculinity, how men need to be different and feel more. And and I covered a lot of like man stuff, but not in that old school sort of bro-y way. Men need to- You know what I hate about broads? Men need to change. We need to become more, you know, like emotionally, because I've learned a lot of that myself. So I want to, you know, and I talk about my girlfriend, who by the way is right here. Oh, that's that's her? Yeah. She's she's an artist and she, this is, she does a lot of film. uh, Nice butt. Film self-portraits. Yeah, um, I would too if I looked like that. Yeah, me too. And yeah, so she made shirts and stuff. And I was like, well, I'm wearing this on the podcast. And I'm mm-hmm. Amazing. They love that. Um, and um, and so check out her stuff too. I'm a big supporter, a big fan of her art. Oh, that's uh, so she's true. great. She's super talented. Uh, <laughs> but do that after you watch my special. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. Priorities, that's fair. baby. Right, right, yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you so much. This has been Guys We Fucked the Anti-Slot Shaming Podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday. Bye. Guys We Fucked is presented by Luminary. Created and hosted by Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson. Editing and music coordination by Mike Coscarelli. Theme song by Rob Patterson and Jake Kozen. Suck my wet ass pussy. <laughs> Christina said to cut that before, but now it's in there. Yeah, let's keep it. Who cares? Saver. 
white savior. Fuck you in the Mazda your moms and your pops gave you. How this sweet greens and core power yoga going in on a block with porta potties, dudes are overdosing in. They say sharing is caring, but caring is sharing. Your location, color hair, and the gear that you're wearing. With the sheriff in there and lies a problem we're facing. Cause all my partners caught some cases, fresh up off of probation. Was just returned from vacation to surely conquer the Billy. I'm trying to talk all my people into targeting realty. How many listen? Um, so far, no one really. Your neighbor rides a recumbent bike, now you're starting to feel me. Y'all know that that's the third of four horsemen of the gentrifier. Semperfy, gung ho to set your fucking set on fire. Let him buy your block up, he's guaranteed to knock it down. Walk around your own hood and see that you're the target now. Developers lurking to snatch cribs just like a crocodile. Was popping pal, your cribs are fucking target now. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at betterhelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.